Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. Connected Parents, and welcome back to another episode of Connected Parenting. I'm going to do something a little different today. Today, I have a guest, a very special guest. I like to call her my frontal lobe, <laughs> Natalie Sorokas. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So we wanted to do an episode on the accomplishment book. Yes. And how important it is to celebrate little wins and to shift the way our brains as parents are looking at our children. That's right. right. Yes. And you talk about this all the time. Um, you, you refer back to the reticular activation system. And then of course, in the weekly role-playing playground that we do with connected parenting, that's the first thing we open up with is one minute wins. Yeah. And, and it, it's important. And normally, originally, this is kind of like, this is what you could do with your kids, but really it's something you do with as a parent as well. You should be doing as a parent. Absolutely. It helps to build up your confidence. So let's, we we're going to talk a little bit about that from those two yeah. perspectives. So maybe I'll start with that. Maybe I'll start with the reticular activation system. What is it? So it's basically a, a you got to think of it like a neural net. It's, it's the part of the brain that actually pulls from reality pulls from your life the things that are actually tagged and important and filters out what isn't so i mean the brain is unbelievable and we are you know doing a gazillion things per minute we're using a thousand muscles just to smile i think like there's there's all there we're commissioning and decommissioning cells we're filtering every word that i'm saying you're filtering through with things you've recognized and, and making connections and oh yeah i've heard that somewhere else and so it's, it's incredible. And if we paid attention to everything, we would literally fall over. So our brain actually has a filtering system and it picks out things that it thinks are relevant. But here's what's interesting. The midbrain or the subconscious mind really just loves us, wants to please us and wants to do what, what we think it wants us to do. And, and the frontal lobe, whose job it is to take perspective and think about things and, and, and analyze things and think ahead what the consequences are of things, that's a really sophisticated part of the brain. But the midbrain is actually more powerful in some ways. So it reacts to two things, pictures in your mind and metaphors and stories, but mostly metaphors, mostly pictures and words, not sentences, words. So the example that I like to give is let's say you're wearing a white blouse and you put it on, you're like, oh, I love this blouse, but it's probably not gonna look like this at the end of the day. I'm gonna spill something on it. I'll probably have a stain. Um, what the midbrain hears, cause it wants to please you, is white shirt, stain. Okay, that's it. That's <gasps> understood from that. Mission, right? mission right. is. <laughs> um, it, it's not temporal. It doesn't think in, in, in you know, the future, it just thinks white shirt stain. Okay, so then here's what happens. You go through your day, not thinking anymore about all kinds of things. And you may, without realizing it, because now you have this conscious um, directive, white shirt stain, you might choose spaghetti for lunch or fill your coffee up too much or squeeze weirdly in between two little tables where you would actually probably increase, have an increased chance that you will spill on your shirt. You will make 
subconscious decisions or unconscious decisions that you're not even aware of that will fulfill that um, directive. Yeah, right? that mission. <laughs> and, and a lot of things work this way. This can be applied to business. It can be applied to all kinds of things in your life. And we're going to apply it to parenting in a second. Now, here's what you do when you put that white shirt on. You put it on and you go, white shirt, clean, okay? And you actually have a very strong vision and you add pictures and you add emotion and you see yourself taking it off at the end of the night and going, it looks as good as it did this morning. Right. It's wrinkled, but it is absolutely clean, right? And you right. see that and you believe that and you, and you hold that. You don't have to dwell on it for more than a few seconds. You literally just put yourself in the position of hanging that up and knowing that it looks great and they didn't get a single stain on it. Isn't that nice? Um, and then you move on with your day. Now what happens is unconsciously, you might not choose something messy. You don't even know why. Normally you like to order this, but today you don't feel like it. You, you'll avoid tight spaces. You'll start to make unconscious choices that go with white shirt clean. Mm -hmm. And that's how the reticular activation system works. It tags things just like you tag things on Google, right? So mm -hmm. now what we want to do is we want to apply this idea to tagging your kids. Now we'd already do this. We've got an idea in our mind. That kid is always wrecking things. This was not going to go well. There's no always late. Right. Yeah, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I we hear that a lot from parents. They they're like, oh my kid always procrastinates. They're they're never listening. And we see this as parents. We often sometimes say this even out loud, right? So it's it's important to at least be aware that this interesting part of our brain, the reticular activation system, it's now activated. Yeah, it's, it's listening to you. So there's two things happening there. One, when we say things like, ne he never, he always, right? We're saying very strong. Um, uh, Innovative. Yes, and they're very charged. And your midbrain goes, oh, that's true. That's alarming. The midbrain doesn't tell the difference. You can't tell the difference between your kid who always leaves his backpack in the front hall and you trip on it and something that's chasing you down the street. If it upsets you and alarms you, it gets tagged as dangerous and unwanted right so now the brain is tagged look for all the times when my child always says no or always says in a minute or never does this or never does that because you will feel for all the world like you're right he never does do right. what we want him to do but the reason it feels that way is he might have five times that day said okay mom or not argued with you but you didn't tag it your so brain did not tag it. did not tag it. So you did not actually experience it at all. So your brain is going to tell you that never happens, but it does. So this is the job of the accomplishment book. Yes. You start looking for the times when they did kind of listen, or they mm -hmm. did help their sibling, or they said something sweet, or they said something funny. And you start to notice, oh, you know what? He does do different things. He's not always negative he's not always complaining or she's not always fighting right. with her siblings right and it, it just shifts that system so you can start to see reality more clearly right, right. Now, and, you're, and you yeah and you 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 talk about this as rewriting your child's story so this is this is what i love about this is you're really giving a uh, a vote of confidence to your your child yeah. and allowing them to live into a positive self-fulfilling prophecy, which Absolutely. is so time, right? Oh. This is, this is gonna, you may, even though sometimes it may not seem that way, but if you at least start to shift 
your brain and your vision to the mission is now my kid is actually, you know, really kind. My kid is actually really, um, is on time. Does their, does their work, listens, blah, 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 blah. So this is, this is what I love about this. Yeah. Or is thoughtful or, or doesn't always grab things first. So, so the important thing is our brain will tell us because of what we've seen or what we think we've seen that this is the reality. And so it's just tweaking things a little bit. And that's why I love what you were saying. It's really about rewriting the story because that's how our kids see themselves. I'm always the troublemaker. I ruin everything. I'm mad at myself. And then anxiety rises. And when anxiety rises, negative behavior displays itself. And remember that behavior is never the problem. It's the symptom of the problem, right? Yeah. So the accomplishment book now, and the way you do it is you find a cute little book. Now, it's best to find something they're interested in. So if they like dogs or puppies, it's puppies. If it's Star Wars or Harry Potter, like see if you can find something that is meaningful to them. Mm -hmm. And then in the accomplishment book, you're going to write down if you and your, if you're, if you have a partner or a husband or a wife, then make sure they're involved in this because it's really important. And you basically just write three little sentences. Love the way, you know, you were eating your cereal and you gave two bites to your sister or whatever. Like it can, it can be the smallest things. Right. And then you write it down. Don't write reams and reams because the way that you use the accomplishment book is at nighttime, bedtime, and you read over the things that you've caught them being good at that day, right? And then they will want you every night to go back and read it from the first page, which is why I'm telling you not to write too much. Right? Yeah. So just a quick little sentence. It is not the book to write, but you still did this, or I wish you would have done that, or blah, blah, blah. Nothing negative in this book. Right. It is not you kind of did a good job. It's no. like, no, you did a great job at blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, exactly. And I love to use language in it that's even more subtle. It's more like, I love the way you, or that was so funny when, and mm. what a cute moment when, like something that's really like um, infused with the, the joy that you would have felt at the moment catching your child that way, right? Yeah. And then you can, if you're, if you're really creative, you can put little stickers or you can use different colored pens. I mean, I know people are busy. So if you can just write a sentence, that's good enough. And there should be two or three. If you can write one and your partner or spouse can write another one, that's great. Or you can do it one night, they can do it another night. And then part of the bedtime routine is to sit in bed and celebrate and reread these things. Now what we're also doing is we're setting the reticular activation system for their brain, right? Now they're going to start wanting to do more of those moments because they want them to show up in the book. Right. And they they now want to live into the self-fulfilling, the positive self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. 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 I love that. No, seriously. So, and we could talk about this quite a bit because there's a couple of different ways that could be done to even with teens or through texting or what, there's lots of different um, possibilities to help infuse this during the day. Let's say if nighttime doesn't work. But the thing that I want to talk to you about is from a parent's point of view, and as I said before, we had in the role-playing playground, which we do every week, um, we, we do one-minute wins right at the beginning to really help parents start to create like an identity capital. They are doing a great job. They are doing it. They, they had a great win. It could be small. It could be big. It could be that it just showed up to the role-playing playground and part of a community. Like that could be it, depending on what's happening with their, their, with their family. Um, but it's so important to do this as a parent, even just for yourself. Yes. Yes. That's such a good point because we do the same thing ourselves. I'm always yelling. 
I'm never happy. I'm always the one doing this. I never get to do that. And again, language, words are very powerful. Yes. We feel words in our body and we're not very careful sometimes about the words that we choose. And when we say giant sweeping things like that, our midbrain believes it. Right. And it starts to ramp up and, 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 you know, act accordingly. Right. So you could even do an accomplishment book for yourself. I think Natalie, you recommended that for some yeah. right? like Yes. I, I did because, you know, it's uh, in, again, we know this kids are our biggest mirrors. And sometimes what ends up happening is it's kind of a self-reflection on a parent. They're like, oh, wait a minute, but I also don't see how valuable I am. I'm very critical of myself. Um, and I don't have the greatest self-esteem or whatever the case may be for that parent. And sometimes, and it, okay, fine, we'll just tap into this really quickly, but sometimes it's, if you can, and we say this about oxytocin all the time. We say this, if you want to build that love drug, that natural love drug, it's just as important for you as the parent to do it as it is for you and your child to have that um, beautiful dynamic. But with the accomplishment book, it's almost the same sort of thing. You want to almost do it for yourself as well to kind of help you see the good in yourself as well. So then it's easier for you to see the good in your child as well. Does that does that make sense? Like it's perfect sense. And, and, and listen, all parents can be tough on themselves. I feel like moms are really tough on themselves. Um, and they make these big promises. We all do. I'm not going to yell, you know, I'm going to be different. I'm going to apply all these things that I've learned and read in books, but the truth is you're still human. Yeah. Right. And you can't, you, you, that's, we can't, that's just the way that it is. We feel, we feel things very deeply when we look at our children, you know, their life flashes before our eyes yes. <laughs> and we worry. So, you know, self-care and self-parenting is really important, but I love this idea of just fixing the language a little bit in your head. What are the words you're choosing? Yeah. And maybe having, you don't have to do a whole accomplishment book for yourself, but you could make notes in the note section on your phone of like every day, three things that I was really proud of myself today that I did. I could have lost it when that happened in the car but I kind of kept it together. I lost it later, but at least in that moment in the car, you know, I kept it together. Right. right? And just allowing yourself. And, and, and the other thing I want to say too, is on certain days you're, you're going to do your best and your best is going to look different on certain days. If you have a migraine, if you've been through three meltdowns with your kid already that day, if you just did the, your bills and you're freaking out, you're, you're going to try to do your best, but it's going to look different from day to day. So you basically wake up every morning and you say, okay, I'm going to be my best self today, yes. right? And I'm going to look for those, those wins. And I'm going to look for those moments where I did okay. And I'm pretty proud of myself. And you're also modeling that. Yes, exactly. Because we all have that tendency to be self-critical and it's such a great way to treat ourselves kindly and treat our kids kindly too, and show them how to do it for themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. All right. Thank you so much. This is great. This is good info for parents and for kids. And uh, I really do think I love the neuroscience behind it too. That's what makes it so powerful to, for me is like understanding that there is science behind this. So oh, yeah. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. Natalie, thank you. And thank you for all you're doing the role play. It's a pretty amazing place. Yes. If you're not, if you're not there yet, join us. It's a great community. We have a private Facebook group and it is just such a lovely, welcoming, warm, wonderful community with parents who are who are having real challenges that are working through them and together they really have this beautiful sense of community so come join us if you're not there yet 
Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much, Natalie. I really appreciate that. I also want people to know that um, we have an online masterclass. So there's the course as well that people can access. And there, there's the go on our website. We've got a whole team of amazing therapists that can help you one-on-one -on -one if you're not super comfortable with the group idea. And I'll see you next time for the next Connected Parenting podcast.